Here's what's coming up on today's show. Calling Social Security office or emailing them or or that sort of thing, they're not going to give you advice. They're just order takers. Hello, this is Mark Silverman, managing member and founder of Silverman & Associates, and I'm also a certified financial planner professional. I want to welcome you to the Saving with Silverman podcast. I'm glad you're here. Each week, we'll discuss different financial planning topics because making smarter choices about your money impacts the quality of your life. Hey, Mark, uh, I got a fun fact of the week here, and I know you don't spend a lot of time thinking about grizzly bears, neither do I, but I read something earlier this week. An adult male grizzly bear can eat as many as 200,000 berries in a single day. Wow. Well, my, you know, my daughter is starting uh, college this year as yeah. a freshman at the University of Montana where they do have grizzly bears. Oh, um, that's a lot of berries. I can't imagine. I know if uh, you or I ate that many berries or even a quarter of that many berries, what would happen to us? I want to know where uh, where a grizzly bear or or anybody can find two hundred thousand berries. They just, are they just picking them and eating the whole the whole plant at once? No, are they no. picking them one by one? That's a lot of picking. I have to eat a lot of different plants, I guess. Exactly. That's kind of crazy, but just something I thought I would throw in there to educate everybody. And, about and who's the bears. one that followed the grizzly bear around to uh, count? Do what now? So, so, was there somebody with like a, you know, when you go to Costco, they got the clicker when you come in? Is there somebody standing there with the grizzly bear, like counting the berries? I don't know. I, I don't think I'd want to get that close you know, to a grizzly. Well, somebody bear. had to do it. How would they? How would they know that? I guess so. Some of these things are really crazy. I, mean, I know. I, they I conduct these surveys or, or whatever. But yeah, let's talk about something that makes a little bit more sense and uh, maybe some lesser known facts about Social Security. There's a lot that the average person doesn't know or fully understand about Social Security, and I thought today we could explore some of the lesser-known facts. First of all, Social Security is uh, is really based on work credits. If you would, uh, take a moment and explain what work credits are all about. So work credits, you get one credit for every, I think it's $1,470 in earnings, and you get four credits per year. So 40 credits would be 10 years of work. So once you get 40 credits which is 10 years and it doesn't all have to be in a row, then right. you're considered, you have, you have a full, um, you're, you're fully vested into Social Security as far as mm-hmm. the benefit. As far as the amount that you get, that can vary depending on how much you paid in. Sure. But you'd, you get, you'd be fully vested at that point. I think everybody understands that there are spousal benefits that go along with Social Security. Explain that one if you would. Yeah, and some people don't realize this. So if you're a couple and one of you is working and one of them, one of you is not working, and maybe you did work in the past, maybe you'd never worked in the past, maybe you're a homemaker, which is, in my opinion, harder work than going, yes. to, going to work. I agree with that. Yeah. You know, what you would get is you either get your benefit if it's greater or half of your partner's benefit. Um, and it doesn't affect your partner's benefit. So you, you get either, either, either your benefit or half of your partner's benefit, whichever is greater. Okay. Um, that's how they calculate that. Now, here's another and, thing that uh, may be obscure and maybe. Well, a I was going to say just one last thing. So, one yeah. of the things that people don't realize is yeah. so let's say your the husband happens to be getting a larger benefit. Mm-hmm. And let's say the, the wife is getting half of that benefit. Okay. Uh, if, the, if the husband passes away, the wife would get the larger benefit. However, she would lose the, uh, the half benefit that she has. So, mm-hmm. she does get more, but she's getting less as a household. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. And what I was going to say is, you know, so many people getting divorced these days, and a lot of people listening to the show may not realize that there are benefits for former spouses in some case. 
There is, and um, I've heard of people that stay married for at least 10 years so they can get the retirement benefit of their um, <laughs> their newly divorced spouse. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, if somebody were to marry somebody for 10 years and, and they married, say, three people for 10, 10 years at each time, mm-hmm. those three people can claim off that person's benefit, assuming their benefit's higher than theirs, because obviously you would take yours if yours was higher. Yeah. It doesn't affect their benefit. So if you claim your benefit off of somebody else's, it's not taking money out of that other person's pocket. Mm-hmm. It's just used for calculation. But yeah, as long as you're married for 10 years, if you were married to three different people for 10 years, you could claim the highest the benefit of those three people. Well, let's just say that in this case, the higher wage earner is, is the man. And let's say that the husband and the wife get divorced, but they were married for 10 years. Mm-hmm. But then he gets married again. This whole former spousal benefit does not affect the current no. wife either, does not it? Not at all. It's just used for calculation. It's not like his pot of money that somebody else is pulling from. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's just used for calculation. Another thing that uh, Social Security is based on is the earnings test. What's that all about? So if you take, you know, most people are eligible for Social Security if you take it early at 62. I mean, there's some caveats where you can take it at 60. But generally speaking, 62 is the early age that you could take it. But your full retirement age may be between 66 or up to 67 years old. So if you take it prior to that, depending on how much money you make, you may have to pay back some of that money. There's like for every dollar you make, you pay back, and for every $2 you make, you pay back, depending on the formula that you're using. So people don't realize that when they take it. So I very rarely would recommend somebody taking Social Security prior to full retirement age. Mm -hmm. Um, The caveat being is life expectancy. So if we know what your life expectancy is, then we can easily make that calculation. And we do this for clients um, when we do planning. We run the numbers for you. And the one thing I will say, too, is if you take it after full retirement age, it's still growing at 8% per year compounded. Yeah. And as I tell people all the time, the only place you're getting 8% guaranteed is through the government. You know, Not these annuities that these people are pitching on the radio. Those aren't a true 8%. It's just a pie-in-the-sky calculation number. It's not a real return, as you probably expect. Too good to be true. Um, has the markets done better than 8%? Yeah, but it's not guaranteed, and it's not going to do that every year. So you know, uh, having somebody, because Social Security is one of the big ones, like I said, most people, this is the only pension that you have, including myself, so you want to try to maximize it. So we have software that we use, which we can show you um, how to maximize your Social Security based on your age and how much you're going to get, your spouse, all these different factors, and show you so you can make an educated decision. Because calling Social Security office or emailing them or, or that sort of thing, they're not going to give you advice. They're just order takers. You, you want to turn it on or turn it off, that's it. They're not um, going to tell you. They're not going to give you advice. So don't yeah. go in there thinking they're going to do that. We're talking about lesser-known Social Security facts uh, here on Saving with Silverman. Again, Mark Silverman's number, if you'd like to have a conversation with him, call or text 520-333-7601. That's 520-333-7601. That will be good for a complimentary 20-minute conversation on the phone, and you can decide to move on from there if you'd like. But getting back to our conversation here, we've talked about work credits, spousal benefits, benefits for ex-spouses in some cases, earnings tests. And some people don't realize that if they have some kinds, it's it's very specific, but if they have some uh, unpaid debts, maybe things that have gone back over a long period of time, their Social Security benefits may be garnished, depending on what it is. Yeah, I mean, the money's coming from the government. So if you owe the government, like federal income taxes, even federal student loans, those sorts of things, money, they will, in fact, um, garnish your Social Security benefits, which obviously makes sense. Um, you know, it's coming from the same pot, if you will. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that can happen. I mean, Still, we don't really see that, but, yeah. I mean, it does happen. 
I've heard of cases where people had some student uh, loans, uh, federally sponsored, for 40 years. They hadn't paid it all back. And then they were surprised when they started taking Social Security, and, and it got garnished, you know, in order to cover those debts. That's Absolutely. Amazing. Absolutely. Man, that's a long time. To, you know, to, we train people to think that you can borrow money and not have to pay it back. Yeah. <laughs> which is not a good strategy. No, not at all. Well, how about a lump sum death benefit? I didn't even know about this until uh, a few weeks ago when I heard somebody talking about it. That's that's an amazing thing. I, I'm guessing that a lot of people don't know about this it, one. It, it is and it isn't. Um, the number hasn't changed since I can. I don't remember. But um, well, well, it's not. So much, when somebody so. dies, if your spouse dies, they obviously don't get Social Security anymore. Yeah. Um, but you get a one-time death benefit of two hundred and fifty-five dollars. <laughs> so you got a big truck. That's maybe your, your enough social to fill up your, your tank. Social Security has got to be very low for that to be a benefit. Um, yeah. You know, it's 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 such a and that amount, that amount doesn't go up each year. You know, yeah. Social Security does typically with inflation and things it's like that. It stayed the same all these years, right? Yeah, it hasn't changed. So yeah, you get two fifty five. I guess so. when they first started, two hundred fifty-five dollars was a lot of money, but certainly it might not have now. been. Yeah, but that number hasn't changed, which is interesting because Social Security does change. That's crazy. Well, one other thing that uh, you hear people talking about all the time because they don't think it's fair is that Social Security benefits sometimes are taxed. And uh, what do you have to say about that one? Well, I mean, to your first point, people think that Social Security is not fair. I can tell you this: um, we don't have an option to pay into Social Security. Yeah. If I were to sell the investment of Social Security and say, you pay me this amount of money, and then when you hit this age, I'm going to pay you out this amount, nobody would buy that investment. It's a terrible investment. Yeah. You're not getting a good return on your money. In fact, you're not even, in most cases, getting the return on your money, let alone interest or that sort of thing. So as far as fair, you can forget fair, but you don't have a choice. We, we must pay into Social Security. Yeah. Um, that's why it's important to try to maximize it the best you can. But there is, a, there is the case where once you start getting Social Security benefits, depending on how much you make, and the amounts are extremely low, and this number hasn't changed either. So if your income is over, as an individual, if your income is over $25,000, mm-hmm. then 50% of your Social Security is going to be taxable. That doesn't mean they take 50% of your Social Security. It just means 50% is taxed as ordinary income. Yeah. On the other side, if you're married, you would think that they would take and double that amount, right? 25000 times 2 would be fifty. Yeah. No, it's actually 44000 so if your income is over 44000 which for most people, there, there's nothing they can do to get, get under that number, then 85% of the Social Security is taxable. Wow. Hmm. So almost all of it. I wonder so, how they come up with these numbers in the first place. Well, they do, but they don't change them. That's, that's the issue. You know, yeah. They haven't updated some of these numbers. Yeah, A lot of things to understand about Social Security. And if you want to ask some questions of uh, Mark Silverman, he'll be glad to sit down and talk with you. Uh, first of all, you can ask those questions on the phone if you like. And uh, Mark will be glad to go over some of this stuff because he's been dealing with it for a very long time with a lot of folks. And uh, I'm going to give you the number in just a second if you'd like to set up a 20-minute complimentary call. But, uh, Mark Silverman, it's a very inflationary time, a lot of uncertainty out there. Why is it so important for folks to get in touch with you now? You know, there's so much confusion out there in our industry. Um, A lot of people, you know, make choices and make decisions on things that they don't really know. So just having somebody that you can talk to and make sure you're on the right path um, I think is a big benefit. Um, you don't have to go at it alone. If you want to, you you're certainly have that option. But if you just want to see what else is out there, if you've worked with an advisor, maybe you're not working with the right advisor, maybe you've never worked with an advisor, maybe now is the time. But, you know, getting information and working with someone that knows what they're talking about that puts you first, you know, a true fiduciary, 
That word gets thrown out a lot around. Yeah. Um, but working with someone that's a CFP, that's a fiduciary, et cetera, that's objective, that puts the client's interest first is important. So um, this is your opportunity to have a conversation with me. There's no strings attached. There's no cost, anything like that. Uh, it's simply a phone call. You, you call or text and you'll give the number out. Uh, Christine, who works with me, will reach out to you on the next business day and get you on the calendar and you actually get to speak with me. I don't pawn you off on somebody else like some of the other firms do. You've been listening to the Saving with Silverman podcast. If you have any questions at all about your financial situation, please give Mark Silverman a call. Again, his number is 520-333-7601 or go online to savingwithsilverman.com. For Mark Silverman, I'm Ron Stutz. We'll see you next time on the Saving with Silverman podcast. The Saving with Silverman podcast is brought to you by Silverman & Associates Wealth Management, LLC, based in Tucson, Arizona. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to shows. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Saving with Silverman to find us or visit savingwithsilverman.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Mark, and to learn more about how to make smarter decisions with your money. Did you know that Mark Silverman also has a radio show? Tune in to Saving with Silverman Saturdays and Sundays at 3 p.m. on AM 790 KNST. All matters discussed on this show are for informational purposes only. Opinions expressed are solely those of Silverman and Associates Wealth Management LLC and staff. All topics covered are believed to be from reliable sources. However, Silverman and Associates Wealth Management LLC makes no representation as to its accuracy or completeness. This show shall in no way be construed as a solicitation to sell securities or investment advisory services to residents of any state other than Arizona or where otherwise permitted. Topics should be discussed with your individual advisor prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services offered through Silverman & Associates Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Arizona. Insurance products and services are offered through Silverman & Associates, an affiliated company.